Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. I want to welcome you all out. I know it's been a while to part 28 of the Purpose Singleness course. And today we're going to be talking about what will you bring to the table, how to add value wherever you are. But for those who's watching me um, later or listening later on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you're viewing this or watching, I want to say thank you so much for joining me. I hope these videos have been a blessing to you. I hope the channel has been um, um, spiritual nutrients and spiritual food for you. I'm helping you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And I hope you all are doing exceptionally well. And for those who's watching me for the very first time, after watching this video, you're feeling the vibes and you feel like subscribing, make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Also hit the post notification bell so you'll be up to date on all the videos that comes my way. And for those who's watching live, come on in. And as everyone is coming in, make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you share, let's engage. And let's get this video out to as many people as possible so that we can really assess what will we bring to the tables of life. But let me see who's in the chat box, see who's here. What's up, Nina Pinez? Hope y'all well. And let me know what city, what state y'all watching from. I'm going to go ahead and get my notes up real quick so we can go ahead and get started. And like we're saying, um, today we're going to be talking about what will you bring to the table. And so as everyone is coming in, I want you to get your pencils, your papers, your notes, and I want you to get engaged and involved and take some notes because we have a lot of points to cover today. But our main thought for today's video is this. Will what you bring to the table break it down or benefit it? Our main thought for today's video is this. Will what you bring to the table, the table of marriage, the table of ministry, the table of business, the table of community, what will you bring to the table? Will it break it down or will it build it up? Uh, oh, we got some people in here in the chat. I just JNY. Hey, coach, glad you were here. I'm glad you are in here with another one. I'm glad to be here and I hope it's a blessing for Ebony from Atlanta, uh, Lafara from St. Louis, um, Tonika, greetings from North Carolina. Go ahead and get involved. Get your pens and papers. Let's get right into it. Now, here's the problem. Many singles are pressing to be at tables they are not prepared for. They want to eat from tables but have nothing to offer them, selfishly benefiting. Many singles are pressing to be at tables they are not prepared for. They want to eat from these tables but have nothing to offer them, selfishly benefiting. A lot of people right now, not just singles, but since we're in a singleness course, a lot of singles right now are, are caught up in the, the worldviews and perspectives of this current generation that has them thinking that uh, things should be given to them versus being prepared for them. And many singles right now are pressing um, to be at that marriage table. They're pressing to be at that ministry. They're pressing to all these different tables to have a seat at the table, but they're not prepared. Their, their palate is not prepared. Their digestive system is not prepared. They don't have endurance or or certain uh, character traits to be able to withstand. Oh, my wife's in the building. I got to give my wife a shot. Of, hey, honey, hey, I'll, I'll be home soon. I'm going to go ahead and get this video done real quick so I can get to my wife, okay? We ain't going to be here too long. Now, I know I know the cues. You know how wife just be put some jabs out there? But hey, I, I know you're doing a video. I support you, but just let you know I'm watching, but I'm also ready for you to come home. But I, I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible. Many singles are pressing to be at tables they are not prepared for. They want to eat from these tables but have nothing to offer them. My question to you is what do you really have to offer? What will you bring to the table? If you were to have that man, that woman, that opportunity, that, that, that promotion right now, what will you have to offer? Would it benefit that table or would it break that table? Now, let's get some definition. The definition of bringing something to the table is this, to provide something that will benefit. 
The definition of the quote unquote phrase here, bringing something to the table is to provide something that will benefit. And that's what I want all singles to process right now. What can you offer a man? What can you really offer a woman? What can you really offer that opportunity? What could, what can you really offer that prayer request, that thing you're praying for God for? Instead of praying every day for that thing that you're asking God for, prepare for that thing you're praying for. Many people are praying for things, but they don't have the endurance. They don't have the ability to actually manage that thing that they're asking for. And that's why I want to do this video to say, okay, every single person out there. That's under the sound of my voice is watching this video. You really have to assess your life and say, OK, if I have what I desire, if I had what I desire right now, will I really benefit that? Let's keep going. The goal should be to bring something that will benefit, not have people be in fits. Play on words. The goal should be to bring something that will benefit, not have some not have people be in fits. Most people, they want to selfishly ingest um, what they want to desire to be invested in. And what oftentimes happen, they begin to take on more than they are able to chew. And what oftentimes happens to people is that they end up putting people in fits. People are force fitting these individuals in their lives. And then all of a sudden that person's um, um, lack of preparation now uh, uh, causes the table to be uneven, causes the flow to be altered. And that's why you got to really say, hey, it's better to be single than it is to be sorry. It's better to prepare than to get into something and realize that I wasn't. Let's keep going for time's sake. I have a lot of notes that I want to share. Let's break it down again. Our main thought for those who are just joining in. Will what you bring to the table break it down or benefit it? We talked about the problems that many singles are pressing to be at tables they are not prepared for. They want to eat from these tables but have nothing to offer them. Selfishly benefiting. Definition of bringing something to the table is to provide something that will benefit. And the last point that we just shared was the goal should be to bring something that will benefit, not have people be in <clears throat> fits. Let's keep going. Now, what does it mean to add value? The goal for each and every one of us is to add value, to add value to a marriage, to add value to, a, to, to the purposes that God wants you to be in, to add value, not subtract. Um, oftentimes when people go through the pruning phase with God, they think that, they, uh, that they're that they being demoted, but they're failing to realize they're actually being promoted. That when you're being pruned, you're actually being prepared. And oftentimes what you think is a subtraction is actually an addition, addition by subtraction. But, but many people are not... <clears throat> in these uh, preparation seasons are not doing what it takes to actually prepare and say, okay, instead of asking what will add value to me, let me see how I can add value to it. Now, what does it mean? <clears throat> excuse me. What does it mean to add value? Point number one, it means to anticipate a need. In order to add value to anywhere you want to have a seat at, you have to anticipate need. You have to take initiative. You got to have a deeper insight. That's what the Holy Spirit brings. Christians should be the most innovative people. Those who have the spirit indwelling in them should be the most innovative. They should be the ones that's actually able to see things before the other people are able to see. Just like Joseph. Joseph could interpret. Was it Joseph? Or Joseph was able to interpret dreams. And he was able to develop a system that sustained the whole nation. That's how we're supposed to be. That's why I love my creative brainstorming sessions with God. Because I know with God, I'm able to get a, a um, pre destined insight, things that are going to happen that I can prepare for, prepare my family for, and actually 
create revenue streams that will sustain generational wealth and kingdom advancement. So what does it mean to add value? It means to anticipate a need. We got to get to a place where we say, hey, what is needed here? What do I have to offer to this place to make it better? If you want your finances to become better, if you want favor to increase, and we're not talking about the grace of God increasing, we're talking about uh, we're talking about specific growth in certain areas that's the result of prudence and discipline. In order for those things to grow, in order for those things to blow, you got to sow. You got to sow a seed into that need. We're not talking about financially. We're talking about you as a seed. Wherever you plant it, you got to blossom. Blossom wherever you plant it. But don't slant where you planted, blossom where you planted. And many people are so much of a burden where they are that where they are is not thriving, even though they got the spirit of God in them. So what does it mean to add value? It means to anticipate a need. If you see a need, meet the need. Do you not actually have the foresight and the ability tapped in through your fellowship with the spirit of God to be able to see a need and add value? So when you come to that table, you make that table better. Next point. If you add value to people. And places, those people and places will add value to you. Simple as that. That's my mindset. No matter where I go, my goal is to add value there. Value beyond my pay grade. See, if you always want to make the level that you make, only add the value of the value that's predicated on what you get every two weeks or every year. But if you want to supersede that value that you're getting at a job or wherever it is in life, increase your value. Raises goes to people who raises their standard and raises their ability to add value. <clears throat> and then those people, those places, those, those positions begins to add value to you. But most people love the status quo. They love being ordinary. They love being average. But we're supposed to be the extra. We have the extra to make us extraordinary. And that's the Holy Spirit. And when we allow him to operate and we vibe with him, we flow with him, we fellowship with him, he will lead us through unction saying, hey, start, do this here. Move that there. Think about it this way. Uh, uh, interpret their dream this way. Interpret their thoughts. Uh, navigate their frustrations and bring fruit out of their frustration. That's what we are supposed to do as believers. If you add value to people and places, those people and places will add value to you. It's not the other way around. You do not wait till value is added to you. You immediately add value wherever you are. And then when you're at that table, at that table, you make that table better and then you advance to better tables. And that's what happens. How can you add value to a marriage if you're not adding value to your family and friends? How can you add value um, to your own ministry and make it God centered and, and effective if you're not adding value to your local community? How can you add value to something that you're anticipating if you're not adding value was what within what's around you? Next point. The value must flow through you. Key point. The value must flow through you. God is who determines the value and teaches you how to delegate value. The value of your relationship with God is what flows. That's why I love the story with the disciples when they said when they was walking down the street, <clears throat> their um, shadows healed people. It wasn't necessarily a shadow because if there's shadows over here and a person stand over here, it wasn't a shadow. It was actually the bandwidth of the anointing of God on their life. And I'm sure that bandwidth came from intense, not intense, but came with through intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 
So when you invest in your relationship with God, it's not just a devotion. That's why I don't call my devotion devotion. I call them deep dives. I don't call them devotion. The devotion has been shallow. I'm devoting time to a paragraph and a verse. And that's my that's my spiritual check mark for the day. No, I call them deep dives. I got to dive deep in God's word, dive deep into him, dive deep into me. See what I'm saying? So I can be able to understand the depths of my calling and what I'm here to do. The value must flow through you. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate value. <clears throat> He's the one that strengthens us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, strengthens me. I can add value wherever I am. But we have to tap into our most valuable source. We, we, we watch a lot of videos. We watch a lot of these different things. We read a lot of books, do different things, but we don't tap into our greatest resource, who is the spirit of God. The value must flow through you. God is who determines the value and teaches you how to delegate that value. Now, I do, that's why I want to get here to my message, because I don't want to imply that um, you let things slide. I don't want to imply that you let things slide. What I mean by that, I'm just going to add value everywhere. No, the Holy Spirit will teach you how to delegate your value, to delegate the, your time, to how to delegate your energy, how to delegate your mind. The Bible says don't cast your pearls to swine. For if you cast your pearls to swine, it'll be stepped over. So you got to be able to be so disciplined with your value that you know um, where where to add value, who to add value to, when to add value, when to hold value. But this message is not saying that you just go anywhere and just add value or go anywhere and try to benefit a place. You go where God leads you, because if you plant yourself where there is no God cloud, then how we expect God to reign to make you blossom there. And so what I'm saying there, if you go to a place that God is not covering what I mean, by that, God didn't send you there. You're not going to blossom to your full uh, maturity and you're not going to really grow and develop. So that when you so that's why these moments in your singleness are pivotal, where you able to invest and engage with God, because these tools and these trainings that you go through this season will prep you for the next season. Let's keep going. There are levels to the delegation of value. You must know that you are valuable in order to delegate the right amount of value and add value wherever you are. You got to know that you are valuable. See, I know I'm valuable. I'm not going to give value that's supposed to be to my family, to my wife, to um, to the people that deserve that value, to people that's going to waste it. But when you don't know your value and you need the people support and you need the rah rise and the who rise and you need the that to fill your ego or to fill your emo, your emotions, then you're going to take precious value away from people who deserve it to go to people and things that don't deserve it. And that's why we as believers have to make sure that we know who we are in Christ. Your greatest position is who you are in God as a son or a daughter. And when you understand those positions, then you have the right disposition and you will know where how to blossom in key positions in your life. But you, your delegation of value is predicated on your dependence and value. Your dependence is in the value of God and who he is to you. And then you will be able to properly delegate your value. Let's go to the next point. Now, what to bring to each table. Now we're going to get into some points real quickly for the next 20 minutes or so. What to bring to each table. We, spill, we have an acronym T-A-B-L-E, or we have some words to go with each letter. Now, it's important that you understand what a table is. A table is where food is eating, meals are given. A table is where communications are had. A table is where ideas are jotted down. A table is where family fellowship. A lot of things happen on the table. A table is where things are a place of memorabilia or memory or, or whatever. 
tables actually serve a great purpose and there's certain tables that you're going to be faced with there's a table for a lot of singles that are aspiring there's the table of marriage people are ready to get to that table at one end is the husband one end is the wife people are anticipating the table of of success in ministry or business there are a lot of tables tables of 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 key positions or whatever but here are some key things that you as a single person or anyone if you married or watching it should bring to the table and for those who's watching now thank y'all we got uh um, nigeria that's my people's ebo try ebo ebo as he's in the building Jacksonville, South Carolina, Switzerland in the building. Thank y'all for watching. New Zealand, well, we international because it's early. You and we early. And so y'all are getting, I don't know what time it is. Greetings from North Carolina, Florida in the building. Christchurch, New Zealand, Switzerland in the building. South Carolina, Jacksonville, Florida, Nigeria already. Yeah, Queens, New York. San Diego, thank y'all so much for watching. I know y'all taking a lot of notes, and I hope this is giving some insight to you all. And thank y'all for sharing and watching. I really appreciate it. Now, what to bring to each table? Let's start with T. What you should bring to each table and what you should observe who who you allow to your table. This message is just not about what you bring to the table, but things you need to observe those people are trying to get to your table. And let's take, take a moment right here to talk about that. Not everybody deserves access to your table. Not everybody deserves access to your table. <clears throat> Belgium, thank you for watching. You got to guard your table. You got to say, hey, man, are you able to be at this table? Are you able to be at this table? If not, ta-ta. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm trying to do something fancy with my wordplay. But you got to go. Bye. If you're not able to be at this table, then this table's not for you. So think of it on both sides of the table when we go through these points. But we want you to self-assess you. Because if you, I can't take the speck out of another person's body. Ah, if you're not able to take the beam out of yours. Now, T, what to bring to each table? Number one, theological soundness and a testimony. That's what you should bring to a table of marriage. That's you, That's what you should bring to a table of anything worth sitting at. Now, not every. Now, listen. Not every table is worth sitting at. Now, what does the Word of God say about that? There was a scripture I wanted to pull out. Give me one second. Um, sitting at a king's table. Scripture. I know. I wish I had it. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna pull up right now. Uh, let me make make sure I find that scripture because I want to make sure y'all understand this point. Almost there. It's in Proverbs. Uh, where is it at? If I don't, but it talks about don't eat the king's meat and don't sit at the king's table because his heart's not with you. Okay, there we go. It says. Okay, let me make sure. Proverbs 23, let's find that real quick. Get your notes together and let's pop this scripture up. Let's make sure it's the right one. There we go. Here we go. Let's pull up. We're going to get into the word and see what the word of God says. All right, let's share the screen. All right, here we go. uh, Proverbs 23 says, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. The key thing you see here is observe carefully when you sit down to eat with a ruler. Observe carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite, meaning that many people have an appetite or anticipative type of nature. They're anticipating, have such a strong appetite, they're not taking the time to assess. 
Never allow your appetite to erase your assess your ability to assess. Don't let your appetite be stronger than your ability to assess or your desire to assess. And to put it out to your throat, if you are given to appetite, do not desire his delicacy, for they are deceptive food. Many people are fighting for these tables. You at that man's table right now, but what he's feeding you, taking you out on different dates, that's deceptive food. He's saying, I'm doing this for you with anticipation that you will act accordingly past 11 p.m. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> Don't sit at her table for she's just using your name for her fame and for her gain, right? And put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his or her delicacies for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. That's key. That's that goes with that. Don't be such a person that wants to be successful so bad that 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 you are not able to desist and tell a thing. No, that scripture is very powerful for us to understand, because a lot of people have strong appetites and are sitting at people's tables whose hearts are not with them. Let's keep going. Theological sounds in the testimony. Before you come to the table of marriage, do you know the word of God? Are you theologically sound? What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean um, for your mind to be renewed? What does sanctification mean to you? Um, um, do you understand the key pillars of your faith? Are you able to defend your faith? You see what I'm saying? You have Before you go to a table, what you should bring to each table is a theological sound that you know your father. You know what the word of God says about you. You solid in it. Even if you not waver, but even if you have your low moments, you're not low for long because you lifted up by his righteous right hand. So you theologically say, you know what the word of God says about you. You know what the word of God uh, um, um, says about life and, and how to navigate it. So you have to be theologically sound before you bring yourself to any table. What you should bring to each table is a theological soundness and a testimony. Uh, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. How can you overcome in a marriage? How can you overcome in ministry? How can you overcome in business if you don't know the blood of the lamb and what it is uh, giving you access to and the word of your testimony? You got to be able to articulate your testimony to encourage you in tough times. So you need theological soundness and a testimony in order uh, before you come to eat any table, because if you don't have those things at that table, then whoever meets you at that table could be a counterfeit and you're trying to force fit them in your life. And then y'all both in fits and then y'all quit. Theological soundness and a testimony. What is your testimony? What has God brought you through? What 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 has he helped you to overcome? And he has done those things. But are you aware of his goodness? God has been good. God is always good, but many of us are not aware of his goodness. Theological soundness and a testimony. Next point, T, trustworthiness. Are you trustworthy? What are you? Do you have that a part of your character trait repertoire? Can you be trusted to be faithful in marriage, in ministry, with money, in management? Are you a, are you trustworthy? Can you bring that to the table? If you can't bring it to the table, then you're not able. Or stable and just a fable, just joking. I'm trying to rhyme words. Hey, self awareness what to bring to each table? Self awareness. Are you aware of yourself? Are you self examining? What should you bring to your table? A, a, a mature awareness of self. You know your weakness, you know your strengths. You're aware of what moments you find yourself the weakest and you have systems to support you. You are fully aware what the word of God says about self. You die to yourself. You see what I'm saying? Strong self, strong wealth. You see what I'm saying? You solid. 
you have self-awareness you know how to navigate each arena you become all things to all men that you might win some you self-aware next a adaptability are you able to adapt any table you go to in life as a single person, married person or whatever, you got to learn how to adapt. Marriage is not going to be a one way street. Ministry is not going to always be straight. Business is not going to always be straight. Entrepreneurship can always be straight. Opposite, there's going to be monkey wrenches thrown your way and you got to learn how to adapt. What's your adaptability? Do you have the ability to adapt into any situation? Do you know how to be a base and a bound? Do you know how to be stretched and come back into form and perform? Next, a, a desire to be held accountable. That's what you should bring to each table. I desire to be held accountable. I want my wife to hold me accountable. Accountability leads to better ability. I'm telling you, when you are held accountable, you're sharpened, you're, you're inspired to grow, and all the loopholes are, are covered. All the breaches are put up. All the schemes and traps have other eyes on them, and you're able to navigate around them. What to bring to each table? A desire to be held accountable. B, self-belief. What to bring to each table? Self-belief. You got to believe in yourself. You have to have a strong confidence that comes from a confidence in Christ. Self-belief. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not moved by what I see. Self-belief. Beneficial abilities. If you want to come to a marriage and, 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 and y'all both got it, you got to have certain abilities. God, this is key. When you know the person of God, you know your purpose. You heard me say this many times. When you know your purpose, you have a way of knowing your person. And you'll be able to say, okay, who or who, what kind of helpmate will I need to fulfill this together with somebody? My purpose, their person's purpose being pressed together uh, for one common goal. And say, what beneficial abilities? What will, what will this man of God that I desire to have want? Then you will say, well, am I, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a get better at my cooking skills. Or a man might be able to say, hey, I'm going to get everyone should know how to cook. Let's just keep it a buck. You got to know how to feed yourself. You got to know how to uh, um, bring nutrients to yourself. But beneficial abilities, cooking, cleaning, benefit yourself so you can benefit others. Practice these benefits as a single person before you have another person. You can't wait to get married and then start learning how to boil water. You don't know how to cook grits yet. You want a man that's six foot six and wants grits? Come on, man, wants pancakes? Or you want a wife that loves and you good at seafood and you know you, you know what I'm saying? You want an island girl and, and, and whatnot and you don't know how to make no, no jambalaya? You want someone from Louisiana but don't make no jambalaya? Come on, man. I'm, I'm being humorous right now, but it's some truth to it. You got to, you cleanliness next to godliness, man. Like, like you, you have to say, okay, what are some beneficial um, traits that I can implement to myself that will benefit someone else or another what skill sets will benefit another company what skill sets will benefit the next phase that god has for me in my life the next be braveness and boldness what to bring to each table you got to be brave you can't be scared and be at these tables you got to be able to speak up for yourself and be bold at these tables you know what i'm saying i belong here not i'm not going to be timid here i belong here braveness and boldness l love and laughter what to bring to each table you got to be a loving person. You got to be you got to be gentle. Nobody wants to be at a table with a grumpy person, stressed out person. You got to be a person of love. And the people that's hard to be in a room with are people who are in fear because fear leads to torment. But God says his perfect love casts out all fear. And then you're able to walk in faith. And then 
um, whoever's at the table with you don't have to deal with unnecessary resentment issues, abandonment issues or whatnot. So what to bring to each table? Love and laughter, man. Laugh, man. Bring some medicine around. Bring some medicine to the table. Each of us are medicines. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm glad I got jokes, man. I make my wife laugh. I love making people laugh. And I'm just me. But I want I like bringing laughter to myself. I, I Be laughter. Lighten the load off of people. Next L, proof of liberation. What to bring these table? Freedom. I'm liberated from these past addictions, these past issues. I'm liberated. That's what you should bring to a table. Liberation. I'm liberated. You don't have to when we make a, when we make a deal or when we get married or when we do these things together. You don't have to worry about some old hidden sinful habit destroying what we have to do. Proof of liberation. Next one, lowliness, humility. What to bring each table is a humble soul, a, low, a lowliness of spirit. You got to be humble. You can't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. You got to be low in your own mind. I decrease that he might increase. If he be lifted up, he draws on men. E, empathy. What to bring each table is understanding and empathy. That's essential, man. You can't be, you can't be, you can't be empathetic if you're selfish. The number one thing, and I, we, my principal, and I was talking about this today. Um, the number one thing that, that she told me, and we kind of, we definitely agree that destroys marriages or destroys anything is selfishness. Selfishness, by definition, is someone that only fishes for themselves. When I go to the pond of life, I'm not fishing for just me. And you know who gets the first pickings of the fish? My wife and family do. Whatever's left over, I get that. And I know that God fished for me when he sent, ooh, when he sent his only begotten son for me. So I know he supplies all my needs. So there's no need for me to be uh, selfish when I know um, that I'm a fisher of men and that he sent someone for me so that I'm able to fish for others and he going to supply me. Next, E, endurance. What to bring to each table? The ability to endure. If you can't endure nothing, you you ain't do, you're not you're not gonna benefit anything at that table. So endurance, emotional stability. Are you stable emotionally? You can't bring emotional instability to a table and expect that table, the meals to be good, the communication to be solid, and things to be where they need to be. Emotional stability. Let's go to our next slide. And for time's sake, I, I gotta go and um how to always bring your best. These videos are going to get kind of shorter because I want to make sure I make some more room to teach. I don't want to go too far. But let me know in the comments box what you're getting from this message. Let me know if you what you what you what you, what points stood out to you the most. Now, how to always bring your best. Now, all my singles out there, everyone is listening on the sound of my voice. These are key points you have to understand in order to make sure that when those tables are, that's why I love it. The Bible says he prepares a table and he'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. God has already prepared your table. He's leading you to that table in his providential timing. But you have to understand that you are always bringing something to these tables. And you got to do deep dives and look inside of your life and say, okay, am I bringing things that will benefit this or be a detriment to this? Now, how to always bring your best to every table in your life. As a single person, as a married person, or whoever you are, B, get to know the one you belong to. Get to know the one you belong to. That's number one. Get to know him. I belong to God. I'm sealed, devil. I'm sealed, devil. I belong to God. I'm going to get to know him. But it's hard to know who you are if you don't know who he is. 
In order to always make sure you bring your best, you got to get to know one you belong to. And belong is a strong word that you are his. You are his. Do you understand the magnitude of that? That the God that created everything knows you by name, knows all the hairs numbered on your head, is highly invested in your life, and he wants you to get to know yourself, to be your best self, so that you can be efficient and effective for his kingdom, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. So how can you bring your best to a marriage if you don't know the best? How can you bring your best if you don't know the best that's out there? Who is God? In order to bring your best to every table, to your job right now, to your ministry right now, to your business right now, to your wife right now, to your husband right now, to your kids right now, get to know the one you belong to. I belong to him. So, hey, if I'm a bond servant of Christ, no matter what, we are slaves to something. So you might as well be a bond servant or a slave to a person that is gentle, meek and mild, understanding, empathetic and in tune and invested. You got to get to know what know the one you belong to. I belong to God. I belong to him. And that does something. I'm a son of door. That's value. That's self-worth. That's self-esteem. I know who I am now because I know who I who I belong to. I know the price that was paid for me to have this salvation. And you can get to know him all the days of your life. I want to get to know him. Angels can't even get to know God like you get to know God. God didn't shed no blood for them. He didn't redeem them. So you get to know God in a deeper way. And when you know God faithfully and continuously, then when you go to any table, you don't have to worry about what to say because the Bible says he'll give you every word. Don't worry about what you're going to say in that hour. I'll give you the words. Don't worry about when you're going to meet that man, when you're going to meet that wife. I got it all under control. Get to know me. Get to know the one that's guiding you, leading and guiding you to all truth. How can I give? How can I provide the truth of marriage and, and all the beauty of it? If you ain't allowed the truth to set you free in little areas of your life, how to always bring your best no matter what table you find yourself, get to know the one you belong to or renew your thinking. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What form are you bearing? Are you bearing a conformed image or a transformed image of Christ? Which one are you bearing? No one is stagnant. Either you're conforming or you're transforming. You can't go in two different directions with that. Right now, you are either conforming to the image of this world or you're transforming to the image of Christ. And it boils down to your mind. Who or what are you giving access to your mind? What kind of thoughts are dominating your mind? And how can you bring your best if you're still thinking about the rest that God was supposed to take care of? How can you really be invested in a, in a marriage, invested in ministry to destroy yokes and, and heal people and, and be effective for your community? How can you really take your company or business to the next level if you're mentally messed up? We are destroyed because our minds, man. So how to always bring your best, renew your thinking. We're going to get into detail about how to renew your thinking. But you got to renew your mind, man. You got to say, OK, what are the thoughts in my life right now? And I'm going to audit them. Are these thought, what are the what will be the fruits of me continuously thinking on these different things? Because you need to have a clear mind at these tables because deals are being made. Meals are being made. You see what I'm saying? Seals are being made. You know what I'm saying? Deals are being made at tables. You got to be clear minded. Meals are being made, man. Family engagement. You got to renew your thinking so you can be clear headed to be able to spearhead what God wants you to do. I constantly check your inventory and remove unnecessary items. Every day I got to check inventory. Who put this on the shelf of my heart? 
I got to remove certain items. We always got to be self-aware, self-assessment, assessing. So we can, if we always check inventory, we don't have to worry about somebody buying something bad, investing in something bad. Constantly check your inventory and remove unnecessary items. Watch what you ingest and what you invest in. That's how you can always bring your best to any table. I can't eat that. I can't watch that show. I can't eat that right now mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I can't eat that physically. I can't eat that mentally. I can't eat that emotionally. I can't eat that spiritually. Some of y'all are watching pastors right now that's feeding y'all, feeding y'all genetically modified sermons and you ingesting unnecessary uh, uh, demonic doctrines of devils and you wonder why you're not prevailing. And that's why these, these some of these preachers are, are now uh, feeding their flocks uh, compromised meals. Meals that ain't going to make them deal better. They ain't going to make them do better. They ain't going to make them grow. So you got to watch what you ingest and what you invest. The ingest is inward. Investing is outward. But it starts with checking your inventory. Am I resentful of anything? Am I? Do I have abandonment issues? Do I have jealousy, envy issues? What is deep rooted in you that's hindering you from making the deals you need to make? That's hindering you from making the meals you need to make. You see what I'm saying? Selling the deals, making the meals. But when you all about your fields, you can't make no deals. See what I'm saying? You got to constantly check your inventory. What am I watching? What am I listening to? Who are my friends? Who am I engaged with? You are the sum total of what is influencing you. And you always hear me say this. Watch what influences you because the core of that word influence is flu. And how many of us are sick from these influences? And know what to say no to and always say no to those things. You got to know what to say no to. And when you know your worth, you know, you, your no becomes more valuable. When you know, you say no. When you know who you are and whose you are, you are able to say no. Know what to say no to and always say no to those things. You got to determine your why. Why should I say no to this? Would this benefit me or would this not benefit me? Would this build up these tables or would it break down these tables? Because what happens is even after you done got to the table and you done married somebody, I still got to check inside. I still got to say no because I don't want to bring anything to my marriage table that's defiled. I don't want to bring bad thinking to my marriage table because some people, they're good until they get to the table, but then the, the new level, new devil comes in and now the different tactics are coming in and now they're, they're falling back in certain habitual sins, falling into certain habits of thought and now they bring in stuff they, should, they ought not to. So you got to constantly say no to those things. It don't just stop when you made a deal at the table because you got to keep coming to that table for meals. You made a deal, you got married, but you still got to go back to that table and get some meals. See what I'm saying? Even though I made a deal with my wife and we're married, I still got to go back to that marriage table and invest. I still got to go back to that table and make deals. See what I'm saying? I still got to go back. So just because you go to the table one time don't mean you're never going to go back to again. That's a new way of coming at the table after you done made a deal. Now it's time to break bread and make meals and, and, and get y'all right. So know what to say no to and say no to those things. And next point, remove needs. Needs lead to perversion. Remove needs mean removing the needs of your life out of unstable, unable uh, 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 resources and put them in God. All my needs are met in God. Nothing out here meets my needs outside of God. God may use things to meet my needs. But God's the source of my needs being met. So you got to start removing needs out of these artificial, <clears throat> non-able saviors. G, always seek ways to grow. How to always bring your best, best 
Think of how to grow. How can I grow in this area? I don't gotta, I don't, I don't gotta think about why they're not growing or how they can grow. I gotta grow every day. Growth is essential for every day. There's always room to improve daily. Every day I make it an opportunity to grow as something, as something that's gonna contribute to the table. Next point, learn how to give all of your cares to God. If you always, if you always want to bring your best to any table, you got to learn how to give your cares to God. I'm telling you, my friend, God cares for you. How can you be your best if you are stressed? You are your best when you at rest and rest is when you cast your stress over to the best who is God. So how to always bring your best to no matter what table, get to know the one you belong to, B, R, renew your thinking, I, constantly check your inventory, remove unnecessary items, and watch what you ingest and what you invest in, in, know what to say no to, and always say no to those things, remove needs, and G, always seek ways to grow, learn how to give all your cares to God, and let's recap what to bring to each table, number one, theological soundness and a testimony, without this, you're not going to be able to be able to uh, uh, sit at that table for long. Trustworthiness, a self-awareness, adaptability, a desire to be held accountable. B self-belief, beneficial abilities, braveness and boldness. What you should bring to each table. L love and laughter, proof of liberation and lowliness. E empathy, endurance, emotional stability. More of these points are in my book. It's available now on Amazon. The purpose of singleness. Are you whole or full of holes? This course was birthed out of this book. God definitely gets the glory um, for, for the how this book has impacted so many people, man. And right now, it's, it's, it's the book that sells the most. Um, I think the counterfeit or counterpart is coming in very close, but God gets the glory. So I hope this video was a blessing to you. I hope you really got some something out of these points. Uh, like we said, our main thought is, will what you bring to the table break it down a benefit? Listen, my friends, listen to me closely. God is the only one able to help you sustain yourself and keep yourself at any table. I'm telling you, man, I only want the tables that God has prepared for me, but I have to be prepared myself. How can I have the audacity to demand God to prepare a table in the presence of my family, in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of everyone, if I don't allow him to prepare me? I hope this message was a blessing to you. I got to go. Um, I may do a Q&A later or maybe not, uh, um, but I hope you got some share this with somebody. Um, and next week, I think we're going to be talking about, um, I don't know. We'll see next week, next Thursday, when it comes to the purpose on this course, I love y'all. Uh, make sure you go to my website right now. I am unplugged.com. I am unplugged.com for all books, card games, my newest book. Uh, is now available, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Know the Difference in Every Area of Your Life. Make sure you check out yesterday's video, uh, What is a Counterpart? Um, all these books right here, um, Book on Soul Ties, The Orange Book, The, the Off-White and Orange, The Purpose Singleness, World War Me, Spiritual Warfare Book, my children's book with all the cartoon characters, as he, as he says, um, also my dating prep book and my newest book, Counterfeit, a counterpart. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed one and I'll see y'all next time. And that's it. I am unplugged.com uh, for books, card games. Uh, for those who want to support, give to our mentoring program, give to what I do online and um, all that good stuff. Um, love y'all. See y'all next time. Peace.